Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton, hour number two. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. I have a ton of texts, hundreds of texts. Lots of you have thoughts on Ken Holland since we brought it up because we had Louis DeBrusque on. Some of you have thoughts on uh, Kyle uh, Bukakis along with... uh, Brad Marchand, and uh, we will uh, momentarily head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. But not before I tell you, the guests on the show receive gift cards too. Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. There you go. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now at 630chad.com. This text comes in from Brad and Edmonton. Kyle the haircut is an idiot on our Heartland Ford text line. You don't make jokes, especially in regards to a controversial play in the pregame interview. What Marshawn, What was Marshawn supposed to do uh, other than skate away? Kyle brought the, uh, this on himself. Um, and there was another text that came in and said, I don't have as much of an issue with the interview with uh, Bukakis, as I do with the post-game interview, where he short-answered, had 39 words over like 19 questions. Well, Al May uh, is with Washington Capitals Television. Al joins us right now in Oilers Now. How you doing, Al? I'm doing great. A uh, little bored from not actually working and just staying up late and watching all these hockey games, but I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, well, those bunch of jerks got to you. Uh, we're going to talk about a guy that many people thinks a jerk, but's a hell of a player. And uh, I, I said in the previous segment, after I wrapped up with Louie, you know, it's interesting. Peter Shirelli traded Tyler Sagan and, and Taylor Hall, and a lot of people have suggested, well, those were character play decisions made by Shirelli. Um, and the Bruins ultimately chose Marchand over Sagan long-term. And and I think we'd agree, Tyler Sagan is an all-star caliber player. Taylor Hall won the MVP. You see a lot of Brad Marchand. He is an all-star caliber player. 
But uh, in terms of the maturity level of the three players, and Hall and Sagan are considerably younger than Marshawn, I don't think there's any question that uh, Marshawn's by far, the, in my opinion, conducts himself with the least amount of maturity on the ice. I'd like to get your perspective as a former player and what you see with Brad Marchand. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I wouldn't have traded any of those three guys, Marshawn, Taylor Hall, or, or Tyler Sagan. And uh, I, I would have held those cards to my vest and, and never got rid of them until much later in their careers. But as far as Brad Marchand is concerned, I, I don't care what he, that he did what he did. I think the media is making way too big of a deal of it. Okay. Uh, and the, the biggest thing is that's who he is. That's, that's how he operates. He, he, he trolls people on the ice. He trolls people on his Twitter account. Uh, I don't think that was necessarily against Kyle Dukakis the other night. It was probably him just you know, thinking that people are making too big of a deal about his little punch to the back of the head and a, and a, a game. And I forget what game that was. It was game three or game four in the Columbus series. But, you know what, that, that's who he is. And if you're going to be talking about that, not about the other parts of how he plays, then he's going to reduce the people and take advantage of a really soft media core. And I, I just don't, it does not bother me if I was a teammate, it wouldn't bother me. If I was on another team, it wouldn't bother me. You just kind of roll your eyes and laugh at it uh, when it's all said and done, because really, he's gone to the third round. Uh, the media don't get a win. He's already got himself a Stanley Cup ring, I believe. And he's a really, really good hockey player. Oh, he's he a great player. Agitate, he can agitate the hell out of anyone and everyone. And I've seen him take some hellacious dives in the playoffs in the past. Uh, I've also seen him score some huge goals and make some incredible plays. So, you know what? When you play like a rat and you act like a rat, you're not a rat. He does it very well. He's the best at it in the NHL right now. We're joined by uh, Alan May. And I think, Al, towards the end of that uh, uh, comment there, uh, you move the... uh uh, the, the, your uh, your handpiece a little closer to your mouth. That's great. Um, just, uh, just so we go from one guy who some people think might be a bit of a jerk to the bunch of jerks. You got to give Carolina. I I did look, man. I thought Washington might win that series in four straight games. Um, now that you've had a week or so to decompress, how do they get it done, Carolina? Well, well, the biggest thing is that they have a very unique system, and no one else is playing with their, the way they're playing right now. They overwhelm the Washington Capitals with it. During the regular season, they actually overwhelmed the Capitals with it, but they weren't hitting and they weren't blocking shots to the extent that they are now. If they played the style, the system that they're playing through the regular season with the exact same intensity, they would be down to five regular players, and the rest of the Charlotte Checkers would be on the roster. You've seen how many players they've had injured. Yeah. They play a hard attacking game. They never back off. They don't go into trap formation unless maybe they're in a line change all of a sudden. But even when you know teams go to do a line change and you have a defenseman back in his own end, say the opposition defenseman, uh, it'll be Boston Bruins this series. They keep chasing that player. They'll change some players and off the bench, the next players will come and apply pressure. So they apply pressure. Uh, Rod Brendamore right now is out coaching the coaching staff that he's coaching against. He, he's done an incredible job. Uh, their defensemen are incredible puck movers, but there's pressure all over the ice. In your zone, in their zone, they're everywhere. And if you're going to stick to the fancy stat analytics of looking for lateral passes to win games against them, which two teams that they beat now have been relying on, whereas Carolina said their analytics are telling them, let's chunk the puck to the net, let's score ugly, and they're doing that. So they're doing a lot of great things that we haven't seen in a long time. It's a very fast and aggressive system, and I love what they're doing. Well, uh, in soccer, it's known as the Gagan Press. And uh, 
I already mentioned Jurgen Klopp on today's show. He's the manager of Liverpool. They just upset Barcelona. That's how they they play pressure, 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 as opposed to passive, passive, passive. Their defense is a big factor, though, in this. Al, I mean, they've got they've got terrific puck moving defenders. Yes, every one of the great skater, with the exception of Dougie Hamilton, who's a really good skater, but he's one of the best defense in the NHL at getting pucks towards the front of the net. So they they apply great pressure defensively. And then inside the offensive zone, they always go way to high. So the puck will be below the goal line. They don't just send one player to the net. They get three players towards the front of the net. So they get excellent rebound support, and their defensemen are getting pucks through to the front of the net. So you, you take all the little things there. And I'm not sure how many direct passes that Slavin has, but he's leading the NHL in assists, uh, I believe, in the playoffs, and, and points by a defenseman. And everything is just about getting pucks towards the front of the net. So when I look at what they're doing, uh, their defensemen are pretty fleet of foot. They get pucks towards the front of the net. They're, they're tall, they're lanky for the most part. Uh, they have great back pressure. So they're just utilizing, you know, the players that they have very well. The strength is the defensemen on that team, I believe. And, uh, they, uh, that is a hardworking, powerful skating forwards. They, they just got a lot of great things going for them right now. And they're going to throw a lot of wrinkles on how teams, you know, decide to draft players and, and the types of players that you want to have on your team to go far in the playoffs. Who do you uh, who do you like between Boston and Carolina in round three? I, you know, I, I think they're going to go after the Boston defenseman like they haven't seen before. Uh, Carolina was doing it, but you know, not with the same extent. I think that that they were sloppy with the puck. Columbus was sloppy with the puck in that right. series. And and one of the things I think they're really going to go after is that they don't try. He's, he's he he started to fire in that series, trying to make a lot of mistakes defensively and with the puck. And I, I'm going to go with Carolina in this one just because of the amount of pressure that they're applying on teams. They're going to be well-rested. Uh, they just do so many things well at a high speed. They, they've got a simple game plan. And two very good coaching staffs haven't been able to figure out what they're doing. And I just believe that they're going to go after those defensemen so hard they're going to create all types of nightmares for Tuka Ross. Well, when you see uh, you know smaller forwards knocking – Zidane, like Zidane Chara has become a bit of a uh, bowling pin over the course of these two rounds of the playoffs. I mean, Ryan Dezingle let him up with a big hit. The Maple Leafs got three or four on him that were ugly. Uh, you, you never used to see Chara get hit like that, so he's become a bit of a target. Obviously, they'll miss McAvoy in the opening game. Uh, thoughts on what's occurred out west so far? What's been the biggest surprise for you? Well, I'm not surprised what St. Louis has done because we saw them. They were last place when they met the Washington Capitals. I think it was January 2nd. And they crushed the Caps that night. And about two weeks later, they crushed them again. And I remember talking to the Chief that morning, the day of the first game that we played. He said, you know what, I'm just trying to make sure these guys believe in themselves. Uh, I, I, you know, he, he, as much as a tough guy as he was, and we grew up together, and he played a, a hard-ass style. But as a coach, he's an incredible communicator. And I think he's just got these guys believing in themselves. He's finally going with his skill guys. The, the two coaches prior to him, it, it's bizarre how they were using their skill players. And, you know, it took Jaden Schwartz a while to get going, but he got going under cheap. I look at Tarasenko, completely changed who he was from Hitchcock and Yo to what he's doing under under the Chiefs. So what they're doing is absolutely amazing. And they got big defensemen. Uh, they they packed the middle of the net. You can't really get there. Last night, everyone made a big deal about the Stars not being able to get shots. Well, not because they didn't want to shoot the puck. It's because they couldn't get to the areas to shoot when they had the puck on their stick. And 
you know, it's a pressure-based system, but they still play very responsible defensively. So if they're doing there, uh, I'm not surprised at all. And then with San Jose and the Avalanche, right now people are making a big deal out of Nathan McKinnon not you know, lighting it up the last few games. To me, they're a one-line team and really a one-player team when, it, when he's allowed to skate free. And they've done a really good job the last few nights in, in the San Jose series of, of taking his ice away and, and stacking two and three guys against him and just stick-checking him and not letting him have open ice. So I'll be surprised if the Avalanche were able to pull off a win tonight. I fully expect San Jose, but it's been a weird and bizarre playoffs. But uh, I think San Jose's done a lot of incredible things, and Eric Carlson finally picked up his game, and part of that is keeping him away from the Nathan McKinnon line. All right, uh, switching focus, because I know you always keep an eye on the Oilers. Your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers making Ken Holland the president of hockey operations and general manager. I can't believe how fortunate they are that Steve Eiserman wanted to go back to Detroit and that Ken Holland wanted to pass the reins to him. And, you know, the fact that Bob Nicholson was able to convince him, I think it's incredible news for the Oilers organization. He's not going to try to make them into the, you know, the, the 1990s or the early 2000s versions of the Red Wings. He's going to build around what Dreisaitl, and I should say McDavid first, but David and Dreisaitl, uh, around the cornerstone of those two players. And then, Finally, I think what's going to happen, I really believe this will happen with him, and it's been what he's always done as a great talent evaluator, is not ruining young players by putting them in the NHL too soon. I've watched from afar and haven't liked what I've seen out of how Edmonton's brought in these young players, and I don't think they're quite ready, and I think they can lose their confidence and people get down on them, then they'll start to remember him as that young guy who, you know, who started to make mistakes and lose his confidence. And I, I look at all the stuff that Pooh Jabari has had to go through, they go through uh, as far as the beatdown in the press and trading him every week. Uh, I, I look at Kyler Yamamoto. I don't think that he should have been in the NHL yet, in my opinion. Uh, I, I thought he should have stayed down, maybe played junior another year, and, and then went back to the American Hockey League. And I just think you have to be very, very, very patient with your young guys and not bring them in too soon. And that the reason Detroit had so much success over the years was that their young guys, when they got up, when they finally came out of the American League, they, they had a, a job to do, and it wasn't to score 50 goals. It wasn't to score 40 goals right out of the hopper. Uh, you know, as, uh, on, on draft day, everyone says, this guy's the next Tony Danzig, or this guy's the next Satterberg, or, or what have you, or the next Patrick Kane. You know, you let guys come up, they find out how to play the game in the American Hockey League in a defensive point standpoint when they don't have the puck what they're going to do how they're going to react at putting pucks in the safe zones and i just really think that having that type of commitment and not giving into media pressure to have these young players up i just think it's a, a huge victory for the oilers to be able to have a guy like holland better run the ship one final one for you i mentioned a bunch of names as coaching options one of them you saw a fair amount of over the last few years lane lambert uh, what can you tell us about Lame, uh, Lane Lambert, who's been a, a uh, lieutenant for a number of years with Barry Trotz and won a Stanley Cup last year in Washington? Well, I, I believe that he's a great coach. He, he doesn't have a whole lot of NHL head coaching experience, but he's got a Stanley Cup to his resume. Uh, he's had a very successful career, I believe, as being the associate coach of Barry Trotz. An incredible defensive coach, excellent on the penalty-killing side of it, had a lot to do with the power play here, but then again, you have Alex Ovechkin on it, so we don't know how great that power play would be without Ovi. And I think Lane Lambert, of the three guys that I immediately think of, he would have to be in the mix, uh, and not because there's old Detroit Red Wings ties, and 
and, and Fallen probably drafted him, if I'm correct. Maybe I'm incorrect on that one. But he uh, I definitely saw him in his tenure as the Detroit Red Wings as a player, but we're talking about him as a coach now. Uh, I think he's going to be a head coach in the NHL. I believe, I believe that he'll be a good one. Uh, but, you know, there's probably three guys that I would think that you want to really look at, and he would be one of the three. Who are the other two? Well, I heard you talking about him yesterday. I was hoping I was going to be able to talk about him today. It's Todd Nelson. Uh, I, I think he's an incredible coach. I look at what Dallas was able to do with their defensemen this year and his personality. And I felt that Edmonton should have kept him when they had him the first time. But now, you know, he's won a championship in the American Hockey League with the Grand Rapids Griffins, who ironically are the farm team of the Detroit Red Wings, and Holland's the guy that hired him. So I, I think with his communication style, what he's probably done and learned this year is another layer of learning with, with uh, Jim Montgomery in Dallas. I think he'd be a fascinating guy, and I think Dave Tippett would be the other guy because when I look at uh, Todd Nelson, I look at Dave Tippett, I've never, ever heard them say, blame the wins on the players and, and claim victory. I mean, the wins, you know, claim victory for all the wins and then blame every loss on the players. They're guys that have excellent communication skills. Uh, they've put, you know, especially Todd, he's put so many players in the National Hockey League as a developer and a teacher, and I believe he's just got a great temperament. And Dave Tippett, I think, I, just from knowing as a teammate, as a guy that played for him, as a guy that witnessed him, his work on a day-to-day basis with the Dallas Stars, I think he'd be a phenomenal get if if you can convince him to leave Seattle and his role there right now. But, you know, I look at Nelson and I look at Tippett as would be my top two guys over Lane right now. All right, great stuff. Hey, we appreciate the time, Al. We'll touch base down the road. All right, take care. That's Al May, longtime Washington Capitals player as well as uh, Washington Capitals television broadcaster, 120-1. So his top two guys, Dave Tippett, and Todd Nelson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Those might be the top two external candidates right now out there. We'll take a time out. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, Smarty Jones, turn that mic on. It's 124 in Edmonton. This is Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift cards to the Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, north side in Sherwood Park. This text comes in. Uh, Bob, is there anybody that Al May doesn't like? Uh, yeah, we've heard Al criticize some guys before. Bob, what about Daryl Sutter? Yeah, I haven't mentioned Daryl Sutter. Uh, Dave says, Bob, Todd Nelson would be the perfect fit for head coach from Trucker Dave. 
Coach says, oh, this is from Josh in the park. Todd Nelson would be no good here. He's a horrible coach. So there's two contrasting views. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie. Hey, guys, uh, what's the deal with Tim and Sid stating the Edmonton Oilers should trade Leon Dreisaitl? Do they hate us or are they just being idiots? They're entitled to their opinion, and there's two of them. And sometimes if you want to fuel conversation, that's the path you take. And maybe the belief is you could get a heck of a return for Dreisaitl. I would not trade Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, JNTB says, Bob, Steve Dangle was super harsh about Brad Marchand on his podcast, and he works for the uh, network that Brad nosed up. Same guys that fuel Connor wants to trade conversation. Hey, I understand why there was criticism. I mean, when Kelly Rudy, an ex-NHL goaltender, criticizes Marchand, you know, there's multiple views out there. To me, he looked kind of classless in that uh, process and like he was smarter than everybody else while he was doing it. You know what? If you're a Boston Bruins fan, you put it this way. It works totally. How many of you out there right now, you can text us at 630-630, have been to Boston? Brennan, you ever been to Boston? No, not yet. Philadelphia and Boston, for me, are the two most overrated cities in the United States. Now, Boston's got tremendous sports teams, but there is a real edge in that community, and it's it's a little bit hostile. Philadelphia is kind of a defeated city. Boston, there's an edge, and there's a nastiness to it. Um, so... There's a term, right, mass hole, to describe the antics of how some guys out of Boston conduct themselves. Brad Marchand, that's why he's a demigod in that market, because he's got a bit of that in him. And again, I take him on my team. I love him. He's a great player. The act sometimes of some of the conduct, so, you know, he knows how to be a rat. He's a tremendous, tremendous um, agitator. And he's a terrific offensive player. Epstein's mother, Bob, why are you talking about Jurgen Klopp on Oilers now? Well, it's the theory. By the way, did you see the celebration after? All of the players sitting there singing with their fans? Right? They have the song, You Never Walk Alone. It was amazing to watch. Again, you're down 3 nothing to Lionel Messi and Barcelona. And you don't have your two best offensive players, your, your two strikers, including the guy that led the Premier League in goal scoring last year, Mo Salah, available to you in the return engagement, and you score four. The belief that the manager, Jurgen Klopp, has with that team. And we've talked about this before. And the way they play, the aggression that they play with, the pace, the attack that they play with, it's pretty amazing. Others could learn from it. And uh, you know what? Total engagement with their fans. All in on their fans. Listen to their fans. They have something special here. And it's interesting. People might say Carolina, to a lesser, much smaller, has something going. I think we got a hell of a fan base here, too. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a bit about Hockey Helps the Homeless with Ryan Bailey. And then I'll get back to some texts, tweets, and emails. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.